Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Rob and Callie Show. I've got my colleague, cohort, brother from another mother, Rob K., dancing across from me. That is me. This is Rob K. coming to you from New York City. What's up, everybody? How are you doing today, Robbie? I'm happy to see you. It's so good to see you. I haven't seen you for a while. And it's so great to see you. And on top of everything that's great seeing you, I just found out, I forgot to tell you, that my buddies scored tickets to the Met-Yankee game tomorrow. So I am super happy. Oh, you must be in a really good mood. I just bumped into somebody who is is going tonight. So mazel on your tickets. Yeah, it's going to be great. Good. So today I'd like to talk about the topic of chivalry. Yes. It's something that has been on my mind a lot lately because I've bumped into all these different incidences where I feel like it is dead. Mm -hmm. And I mean, do you consider yourself a chivalrous person? Absolutely not. I don't even know what you're talking about. What does (laughs) that word mean? I'm just going to ask you, do you mind? Do I need to pronounce the word and spell it first? Yeah, no, I've never even heard of that. (laughs) Wait, is there a dictionary around? No, I actually, I consider myself to be a very chivalrous (laughs) kind of guy and I'm proud of it. And I, yeah, I do. I mean, I know that about you, yeah, but I wanted yeah, yeah. to hear you say it for yourself too. Yeah. Um, and it's you know, it's one of those words that it's a it's it's kind of a classic word. It's sort of an mm-hmm. old school word, and it's not something you hear in contemporary you know vernacular that often. And yet, it's something that I don't know if it's as I get older, um, I notice more. But for whatever reason, it's been going on. Uh, issues with it have been going on a lot lately, and I have like a whole litany. I will not go. Um, list them all right now. Mm. But I'll give you an immediate example. I was at a, a Robert Plant concert last night, my boyfriend, Robert Plant. Mm. Um, anybody who knows me knows that we have a long-standing yeah. love affair, a virtual love affair. I forgot. When are you guys eloping? I can't. Well, I can't say it publicly. Okay. Right. The press right. would show yeah. up. That's right. Um, and two things happened just last night. And then I can back into a lot of other examples. Um, I was out to dinner with a friend of mine that I went to the concert with, and we stopped at a local restaurant up in Westchester County outside of New York City where we were seeing the show. Mm. And this guy just walks right by me, barrels by me, and bumps me almost to the point where it hurt and didn't say a word to the best of my knowledge, and it was a noisy place. Mm. And I go and I follow him out to where he was um, returning from the bathroom to meet his wife who's sitting at a table. Go, Callie. And I said, excuse well, you know me. I'm like, you know, I'm a Leo. I can either like yeah. purr like the, you know, the kitten or roar like the lion. And it just if somebody, I'm very principled with things like that. Yeah. And so I said to him, excuse me, but you bumped into me. He's like, no, you bumped into me. And I thought, okay, well, this is this conversation's happening too much. I'm not going to argue with him about it. I, you know, I, you hurt me, and I'm smaller than you, but that's okay. I bumped into you. Mm. I said, so how about if we um, say excuse me to each other? <laughs> and he says, I did. I said excuse me, and I did not hear it. But right. it was the it, the fact that there was no sense of graciousness about it whatsoever. Right. Then we go to the concert. That in and of itself was amazing. I could talk about that for three shows. I won't. I'll spare you. And. At one point, uh, my friend and I are standing, we're we watching the show. We can do a whole Zeppelin episode. <laughs> just do a whole Zeppelin Robert episode. Robert Plant's solo career. <laughs> exactly. We can talk about that. We can talk about how he is the ideal man, but I'll we'll, I'll do that. I don't want to go on too much of a tangent, but I kind of feel that way on some levels. Yeah. And there was a another woman, was very, very crowded, sold out show, a lot of people, general mission, standing, dancing, enjoying. Mm-hmm. And there was a woman, very, very small in stature, who was standing next to us behind two large burly guys who had the, you know, right at the a railing, like on a little mini balcony area. Mm-hmm. And she unsolicited looked at me. She said, if these guys were chivalrous, they'd let me stand in front of them, look at me versus them. And these guys were staking their claim, taking up lots of space, and didn't even notice her. 
So um, just to launch this conversation, mm. it's something that, uh, you know, I notice. It's just it's something that I feel is a lost art form on some level. I understand how male-female dynamics have gotten confused, and mm. sometimes women and men don't know if women want to be equals or if they want to be paid for or open the door for. Mm. Um, and so that can get a little confusing, mixed messages. But at the same time, I don't know where it's gone. And it's upsetting to me. Mm. Here's a loser. A loser is a guy <laughs> who's bigger than some girl, or maybe not bigger than a girl, but he bumps into her and then starts defending himself that he's right. That's a loser. Just to let everybody know, that's my definition or one of my definitions of a loser. Um, I think it really comes down to how people are raised. And I also think it's sort of a lost art from maybe a time where people really had more manners in general. Mm. And I think what we're talking about today as far as chivalry is when it pertains to a guy and a girl, a man and a woman. And, you know, we were joking before we got on the air that we're feminists who are also <laughs> sexist. Yeah, I'm a sexist feminist. Yeah, and I agree. I, I feel the same <laughs> way. You know, it's like I am pro-power women. I love women that are powerful, that feel empowered. It's something that I try and do with any women in my life, friends, girlfriends, clients, whatever. I want women to feel like they can do anything. And at the same time, I myself am attracted to a woman who is strong, but feminine. I'm really attracted to femininity. And I feel like I can be a sensitive guy, but I really also want to have the strength in me be embraced by myself as well and then show that to a woman. Right. So I think there's just a natural part of being human beings where men are attracted to women for a certain reason and women are attracted to men for a certain reason. That has nothing to do with politics, business, success, or any of the, the sort of categories of life that we're going to talk about. We're talking about just as we are as animals. It's just part of... Um, uh, um, like the primal need. Yeah, but I was thinking more of the animal kingdom, mm -hmm. you know? And so, Yes, these guys were definitely animals. Yeah, yeah. So uh. I, it's important, and it's really important. And I think it's um, – I'm, I'm always surprised when guys aren't more chivalrous, you know, when they don't give a seat on the train to a woman, especially a pregnant woman. Like that, I That's never – That's a hard heard. one to watch, I'll or an even, old person. Well, I'll even say to a guy, you know, could you get up? Like, you know, what is wrong with you, you know? And um, and then I always like it when I surprise a woman by if we're getting out of the train and everyone's piling onto the escalator to go up to the stairs and I go, you know, or when I get off the train, most of the time, I'll let a woman go first. I'll put my hand out to show her, you know, ladies first or whatever. And she usually really appreciates yeah. it because most guys don't do that. Yeah, it's really, really true. And again, I don't know if this is a regional thing. I'm always looking for some attribution or am I being too sensitive or too in need of it. But, um, you know, here's the here's the memo, guys. I think we women really appreciate that. And I do empathize. I understand why it's confusing. I mean, I grew up and in my younger adult years probably did a little little rebelling when it came to the idea of a man paying for me or opening the door. I also like to open the door for my man and I like to take a man out to dinner. And so maybe I was still finding my place in all this, and maybe it's just by virtue of 
um, just my place in life now, but mm. I really enjoy being paid for. Mm. And it's taken me a long time to say this in an unapologetic sort of way mm. because I am a very independent person. Mm. I wouldn't label myself a feminist, but I believe in all the tenets of it. I just don't like the word. Mm. It sounds very militant. Um, and I like being helped. I like when people carry things for me. Mm -hmm. I like when somebody opens the door for me. Very, mm -hmm. very simple things that I find very romantic and very sexy. And I'm talking about even with strangers in passing. It happened to me um, in the building where I'm working today. Where it's, but I find myself saying thank you almost like I'm bowing down. I'm getting down on my knees and kind of bowing down to someone because it does seem like it's the exception and not the rule. Mm -hmm. And... Um, you know, I'm thinking about uh, last weekend, I was away for business and I had to stop in the building where um, I'm freelancing and pick up some very heavy equipment along with the other producer who I was going to be traveling with. Mm. And we're lugging about 75 or 80 pounds of equipment that we had to get through a long hallway and not in the most direct route because on weekends the building was, um, the hallways and elevators were closed in a, the area that would have been more convenient for us. So mm. we're hauling, and we didn't have a cart or anybody to help us. So piece by piece we're lugging all this heavy equipment. And we finally get downstairs and there's one, and I'm outside now watching everything that's already been brought out. And my colleague carries, the rolls out this one big, 70 or whatever it is, 50-pound bag um, prop that we were using. And she comes outside and tells me that the security guys in the building were laughing at her as she was struggling, laughing, mm. flagrantly laughing at her. Mm. What is If I had been there, I'm glad I wasn't there for their sake. I don't know what I would have done. Mm. I'm not saying it's their job to help, but to laugh and have just a sense of antagonism about it and be entertained by it, yeah. I, I can't even fathom what would motivate somebody to do that. It was really hard to hear. Yeah, it's like I, I'm trying to come up with some sort of explanation other than they're just really um, desensitized to people. I mean, that's, you know, it's like, what, you know? And, um, and then also, you know, it goes back to, I think, again, I don't know, you know, I feel like I was taught from a kid just to say please and thank you and sort of have basic manners, you know. So to go to the other extreme where you not only don't care about helping somebody, but you're making fun of them to that extent, it just sounds like it's something that's a flaw in their own character. You know, they got issues. At the same time, it's like, I think some of this is about making each other feel special. And I think one of the reasons why we're good friends and one of the things that I share with a lot of my friends is we make each other feel special. We do thoughtful things. We remember certain things. We try and help each other out in certain ways. And I think that's what we're talking about. When I say to a woman, ladies first on the train, it <laughs> makes her feel special. Yeah. It makes her feel like a woman. It makes her feel like a valuable human being on earth. And maybe she just walks around a little taller that day because a man made her feel like a woman. Now, I react the same way. There are ways that a woman can make me feel special when they cook dinner for me or they show me some TLC in some way or they do something that women, the girls do for their guy. That makes me feel special and it makes me want to be a better man and it makes me want to be a better person in the relationship or in general, it just makes me want to be a better person in my life. So I think what we're talking about, it's very funny because we're talking about details, but really the spirit of this whole mm. conversation is a soul-to-soul -soul connection. And we're talking about a male soul connected to a female soul. Now we have yin and yang. We have both sides to us. Yeah. But in general, I'm a guy. And so I really like making a woman feel like a woman. 
I like the way you said that. That was sexy. Yeah, baby. <laughs> Thank you, Barry White. That was hot. Um, no, that's really uh, that's really really nicely said. And because I I think I get caught up in why isn't it happening, and what is it about someone's character, or is it that it is confusing for men because they don't know what women want? But I don't even know that so many of them are going that deep and thinking about it. Mm-hmm. I do think you either have it or you don't. Mm-hmm. You've decided that that's your reflexive behavior, or it's not. And I do think a lot of that has to do with what example you've had, you know, and what what example you've set. Now, there's one other story, though, that um, I'm I'm remembering now that happened uh, a few weeks ago when I was going out to a place to sit at a bar on the water in New Jersey and taking a really pretty view with one of uh, a great book that I'm reading. Mm And it was late afternoon. I try to be strategic because I have lots of spatial sensitivity about getting a space and the way the chair faces and all these kinds of kooky things. And I don't like the, you know, to deal with crowds and noise and drunk people. So I like mm-hmm. to go earlier. And I go to this place. It's reasonably crowded. And I wanted to shimmy into one tight little corner. But in order to get there, I had to have like two men move their seats in for me because it was a very tight fit. Mm-hmm. And so I get, you know, I'm looking around and I spot this chair and so I proceed to try to get there and these guys have no idea I'm there no idea I'm trying to shimmy behind them they see Mm. me approaching them Mm. no need to move no need to acknowledge no need to give up their seat and make it easier for me and I just kind of went with it it wasn't until a couple watching the whole thing across the bar from me said kind of gesturing with their hands and a little bit of mouthing like what in the world was that and who are these guys and if they were gentlemen Mm. they would have gotten up arranged the situation so you could have had their seat and made it very easy for you. And I'm like, oh, right, thank you. Because even I've gotten a little, un, you know, on certain days desensitized to it. And so at one point I looked at the guy who's part of the couple who was clearly made very differently than the two that I was trying to bypass. Mm. And I said, by the way, where did you learn yours from? He said, I'm a human being. <laughs> so maybe I'm trying to give too much, you know, find too much attribution for people where it's not their normal course of action. But he's right. like, uh, it's kind of a duff factor. You try <laughs> right. to be polite to people. You move. You know, so I feel the same way, though. I mean, and, and I don't, this is if we're, we're staying with chivalry because we have talked about courtesy before. Mm. But even like as a woman, I don't, you know, I try really hard not to take up a seat with my bag. I don't really appreciate when people do that. There's just ways to be mindful around you. But like you said, the male and female roles and energy and I feel like this sounds so old-fashioned and maybe it is I don't consider myself an old-fashioned person Mm -hmm. but I find it extremely um, I I appreciate it like I said I find it very romantic and sexy and Mm -hmm. friendly and Mm -hmm. helpful for a man to do these things to these little gestures you know whether it's being in someone's house and you just simply walk in front of them Mm -hmm. or um, you know, all, a whole array of different examples that we've laid out. Mm-hmm. I think being old-fashioned is cool. I think there's so much value to it. And as as advanced as we get as far as being human beings or technology or whatever, I think it's so cool to hang on to some of those values of being old-fashioned because they worked for thousands of years. You know, this is we're talking about manners and talking about being thoughtful and making each other feel special. I mean, that goes <laughs> back to the beginning of time, you know, even animals have a certain way of doing that. And um, it's funny, though, because I was, you know, thinking about what you're saying about gender roles changing and people trying to figure each other out as far as dating and men and women and, and what's the right thing to do. I was thinking about how I had a date with a woman and we had this really evolved conversation 
about this exact thing. Yeah, I know. It's unbelievable, <laughs> isn't it? And it turned out we didn't have the type of romantic connection where we keep dating, but I really appreciate the conversation we had. And she was talking about how she really appreciates when a guy is chivalrous and when he takes control and he decides what the date's going to be and then he lets her know. Absolutely. He doesn't leave it in her lap or tell her it's up to you or what do you want to do? I don't know. Where do you think we should go? And I've done that. Like years ago, I remember doing that with a girl and it was a turnoff to her. She she wanted me to pick a place and I was trying to make it easy for her and I was just being real casual about it. But I learned the lesson to make decide what the plans are, make the plans, and then let the girl know so she feels kind of taken care of and she feels like the guy's taking charge and she gets turned on by that or feels like it's really romantic or chivalrous. And I learned that lesson. And look, I gotta tell, <laughs> I gotta tell people, guys are not taught this stuff. We are so, I'm not saying women are, there's some women handbook that y'all get, but we <laughs> are so not taught this stuff. I've had to learn from the most interesting sources of information, not, not necessarily about chivalry, but how to date and what to do and how to be myself. And um, how to do certain things, especially with sex. Guys aren't taught anything about sex. And this is a whole other episode that we'll oh, do. Oh, yes. This is an episode that that's waiting to happen. We are warming up to it, y'all. But <laughs> the thing is that, you know, guys, we, we learn from each other and we learn from reading books and, you know, now the internet and different things and, you know, trying to figure it out. But in general, yeah, I think guys have been confused about how chivalrous to be. Again, I'd like a woman who really appreciates that because I think it's just part of nature. I love the point you made about the taking the um, taking the reins when it comes to making plans. That is a huge one. That's such a big one for women. Mm. I can I, I think every female friend that I have and sister and you know relatives we've we've all talked about this along the way. It has to do again with the idea of feeling protected, taken care of. Um, I'm just going to go on a digression for a second. I'm thinking about um, almost it wasn't a dating course per se, but it was like a lecture that had to do with dating in the city that I went to with a girlfriend of mine many, many years ago. And the one thing I still take from it is that we women get in the way of this too because we've gotten so used to being on our own, being self-sufficient, having, you know, dating being difficult, maybe especially in large like urban areas, if I'm gonna generalize, mm. that we have forgotten to receive these things. And that doesn't make your job any easier. So I, you know, I, I um, acknowledge that for all of womankind, mm. that it's almost like a defense mechanism where you have to remember, oh, that's right. I do wanna feel protected and I do want somebody to take care of me and it's okay to receive that. I've had to sort of unlearn a little bit of of those veils too, you know. Um, but yeah, in, in terms of the other ways, I mean, we want to be thrown up against a wall. We really yeah. do. We really, really do. And we want to be decided for, and we want someone to kind of swoop in. It's that, you know, the the, the um, knight in, you know, shining armor. And I, again, I don't want to, and I feel like uh, I'm going to get, you know, a lot of women um, upset by saying that it's all about these kind of old antiquated sexist roles because it's not. This is, this, none of this is at the um, expense of being self-sufficient and being equally contributory in every single way as a, you know, as a couple or as a family or whatever. Um, but in these little nuances in the day, I, I think that they really work and I think that women really appreciate it. Um, I remember once when I had a date with somebody and he asked me what neighborhood I wanted to meet in. And again, there's like there's shades of gray, as it were, with this. 
because he might be wanting it to be convenient for me so that I'm not going too out of my way or going to his neighborhood. So there's, you know, there's a lot of, there's allowances and tolerance and all of this. But I do think that ultimately we really like, you know what, I'm not even going to speak for everybody else. For me, I really have grown back into the idea of just being, someone's got my back, someone's taking care of me in little nice ways to make me feel like they're strong and that, you know, and that I'm uh, an appreciated woman. I'm not going to say it's been easy for women at all. I mean, y'all have had a fight for hundreds of years how to get respect and feel self-respect and do different things that make you feel like you're being a success on your own and you're being valuable to society in your own way besides just being a mother who's raising kids, which is probably the hardest job in the world anyway. So it's been a challenge for you as far as trying to figure out what your role is and how you can feel all these different things. So I think it kind of goes back to basics about what you're talking about receiving. And I think in general, sometimes people have trouble receiving because we're so blocked or we're so defensive or we have that armor on, especially we've talked about this in the past. In New York City, a woman walking down the street, an attractive woman walking down the street, I don't blame her if eventually after years of that, she builds up armor or is defensive or doesn't feel like she can be as giving or feminine or want to make a guy feel nurtured or something like that. You know, especially in a city like this, it's very easy to be hardened and to get away from the softness that we're talking about. So I think it's a good reminder for all of us, but in practice, in theory, it's different. In practice, it's something that we're all trying to practice. I think that point is very valid. I'm also talking about just the idea of, and maybe this has to do with, being a single woman, mm-hmm. or uh, again, the dating and love life and sex life is reserved for a very special episode. But as someone who has gone long stretches single um, and has created a lot on my own for myself without the help of partnership, that's another defense mechanism, a little bit of an extra layer that I think that I've that's that's been built up. Um, because I've gone stretches of time where I haven't been used to that being a, a facet in my life. So that's a decision that I make, too, to get rid of that wall where I don't want to be as as good on my own and s- to some degree mm-hmm. because you need to make space to receive these types of gestures mm-hmm. and people. Mm-hmm. And so it's just a different kind of defense mechanism. I think they're all really valid. It has been, you know, it has been um, tricky for women. Yeah. And going back to what you said about, you know, women like to be thrown up against a wall and guys like doing that. Like we like being aggressive sexually and being the male animal and things like that. And at the same time, I I want to do other things where I can allow the woman to feel like she's empowered in other ways. Absolutely. Can do things. So it is a balance. And we're really talking about a lot of different colors here. We're talking about basics, but in a way, it's sort of like, yeah, there are a lot of different colors to this because there are certain times where I'd want a woman to be strong and tell me I'm not right or I did something that she didn't appreciate or something and have a voice. You know, sometimes in a relationship, a woman may be too passive 
where she can't be herself and say what she wants and have an opinion and have a voice. And then she's absent from the relationship like that. Like a guy may be absent where he doesn't, he's not very attentive or thoughtful or he's looking at other girls or whatever. It's like there are ways of checking out of a relationship on either side. And I want a woman who's going to be able to be feminine and soft and nurturing, but at the same time, and, and want me to take control in certain ways, but also she's going to have enough of an opinion and strengthen herself to say that she has her own mind and her own opinions and her own thoughts and feelings about something. Absolutely. And I'm not really, uh, I'm glad you brought that up because I, and I'm not speaking to that as much. And those are very important. Like when you get deeper into a relationship and then there's, you know, so many different facets of what you bring to your, your union. Um, to me, it's essential that there's equilibrium and it comes in so many different ways. Mm -hmm. Um, the chivalry thing seems like it's a little bit more on the kind, I don't want to say superficial, but more in the, yeah, it is. It's like the superficial behavior day to day, you know, and those types of gestures that I think you take, but you're right. It does come in different forms and at different, different levels. And again, this is not to say that I don't also love being the planner and the payer and the surpriser and all of those things with anybody that I care about, friends, lovers whatever family members so it really does come in in different forms but I think if we're talking about the good old-fashioned version of male you know male chivalry mm -hmm. um, I think it really is sort of in the pool of what we talked about it's also I mean even like something like a first kiss with someone we don't want to be asked yeah just jump in just do it yeah. just make it happen I mean maybe with a sense of grace or sexiness and some sort of ramp up mm -hmm. ideally but we don't need to talk about it, you know. Mm. That's uh, that. That's just another example of sort of being, you know, taking the bull by the horns and just making something happen, as a man, I, which is not fair. I mean, that's pressure to put on you guys too. But well, it's I kind of like that. I always think that's that's one of the most fun things about dating anybody is that first kiss, you know. So I kind of like that. It's all downhill from there. Hopefully not. <laughs> I'm just yeah, kidding. Yeah, but. Um, <laughs> Yeah, you're like, that first kiss was great. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, what time's ESPN? Yeah, Sports Center's on. Yeah, 11. All right. So, um, no, I, I think it's also about the fact that guys are confused. Like, there's a lot of conflicting information yeah. about that. So, I think it's great that we're doing an episode where a woman's saying, no, this is how women like it because. And not that I'm the be all end all voice for all women. I'm just, right. you know, generalizing. Yeah, we're talking about the the segment of the female population that does feel that way because there are women who want to be asked who maybe they have issues with their space or whatever and they'd like to be asked you know if a guy can kiss them so i think sometimes it's confusing to guys i'm really interested in what you said about the rule book part too because i thought that you i'm joking not a literal rule book but mm -hmm. i think that you know, is it a nature versus nurture thing? Do we learn our behaviors from our families of origin and what we see as an example of our same gender role model, um, mm. if we have one in our, you know, in our childhood? Mm. Um, or is it something that is innate and you just have it or you don't? You know, can you sort of attribute it to that or thank, you know, thank that for being the reason that you do if you have a, you know, a father or a mother that you're watching that does whatever, you know, whatever this behavior is? I don't, I don't know. But I didn't realize, I, I genuinely have never heard anybody say that. I didn't know that. You know, I, I have so many friends that are parents, and I do see them teaching their sons things like ask uh, ask a question. My best my best friend's eight year old son, mm. who I consider to be my 
um, my, my soul child, my surrogate child from another lifetime, and she gives me permission. Mm. When we were talking on the phone, he asks me questions because he was taught that. Yeah. Yeah. And so to me, that's just one example of like conscious, conscious parenting. Yeah. I was going to say, oh, well, it's kind of like going back when we grew up in the 70s and 80s. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it was that older generation teaching us that, you know, baby boomers just had manners and then pass it down to us. But then again, I'll be in the train where I'll see like a kid in his 20s who's polite to an older woman Mm. or polite to any woman. I'm like, well, maybe, you know, it is sort of um, a nurture thing, you know, where he was taught that. So it's a it's a good conversation to have. Yeah, I was just going to say one thing. I didn't mean to cut you off. Um, when I witness that behavior and I have, especially by young men in like their twenties dealing with people that, you know, they don't have any agenda with, except they're just being nice human beings on buses or whatever. I'll say something to them or I'll tell them they look like a very well-raised person. Yeah. And they appreciate that just that somebody's acknowledging that. Yeah. Well, I think in general guys are just really, um, more sensitive than ever and embracing that side to themselves. And there's nothing wrong with that as long as they, you know, keep that strength and, the masculinity as well. So in the name of wrapping this up, what have we learned here? I'm just trying to think about how we and our listeners can go forward on this topic Mm -hmm. rather than just, you know, I don't want to feel like I'm just merely complaining that it's not happening a lot. What can we do to be more mindful or to bring this back into our, our, you know, our days a little bit more actively? I don't know. What can we do, Callie? I thought you were the answer. You're the omniscient I, one in the room. I always like it how you come to me for the answer. The all-knowing Rob says, <laughs> I, I think it's about if you're a guy, get in touch with being a guy and think about women and observe women and show interest in women and be polite and kind and gentle and at the same time strong and just really notice how women react to what you say, what you do. Just pay more attention to women. Thank you very much. That was nicely said. And I would say to women, maybe, or at least I'll say it to myself, that um, it would probably be um, helpful to remember to receive it. If you want it, if it's something, if it's a behavior that doesn't turn you on, then fine. Then this is all a moot point. But if you are interested in it and just not sure what to do with it, I would say, number one, make space for it and and then show appreciation for it when it happens. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And a guy really appreciates it when a woman appreciates him. I can tell you that. With that, this is the end of another episode. And uh, if you want to get a life coaching session with me, find out more about me and go to robk.com. If you have any comments or questions or ideas for shows, please go to the Rob and Callie show at gmail.com. And if you'd like to learn more about me, please find me at callialpert.com. Thanks for listening, everybody. Take care, everybody.